Ladies and gentlemen, hello there and welcome to another edition of the Mr. Warren Hayes Show. I, I, myself, am Mr. Warren Hayes. And today, tonight, is we're, we're, is another moment where we're going to be talking about professional wrestling. We do this once a week, every Thursday, live here on YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. just so happens that today is uh, December, in the December. Man, I'm excited for Christmas, as you can tell. It is September 19, 2019. And we've got some a few things to talk about this evening, of course. And we're, you know, I I do this, like I said, I do this live, and I do this live for a bunch of people who decided to uh, to jump in here tonight, who decide to take a few precious moments out of their wonderful days, their exciting evenings, their thrill-packed lives to join me in the live chat right here. And who do we have? Well, we have Benoit, who's here, Tim. We have Chris from this Speeds in the Benchmark show's Hopping by. Hello, Chris. We have Zach, who's with us. David Reed, King Uni, Robert Larry. Carlos is here as well. RJ. Did I say hi to Tim too? I think I did. Tim, how's everyone doing? How is everybody doing? I hope everyone is having a fantastic time. And I'm really excited that you're here watching this live and if you are watching this live do consider giving the video a thumbs up that's always nice it's a nice little gesture it's a wee thing it's a wee tiny thing that you can do that helps out the mr warren hayes show quite a bit so just give it a little like there on the uh, youtube uh, thing and even if you're not watching live even if you're watching this later you can do that and maybe you're not even watching maybe you're one of these people who has you know who likes to multitask you know, who needs to do a couple of things at once. Like you're over here doing one thing, but at the same time, you're over here doing another thing. Such as, so maybe, so maybe you're listening to this in podcast format. Perhaps you're listening on a podcast application because the Mr. Warren Hayes show was available on all podcast applications. And if you are, well, do consider leaving a review, a subscription, a like, a thumbs up, whatever. And speaking of subscriptions... The month of September, as far as Warren Hayes is concerned, is not the month of September. I call the month of September subtender, tender, subtender, subtender, though, is, you know, when it's, when it's too tender to be actually tender, it's subtender. But what I'm talking about, my whole, I just completely flubbed my whole, my whole pun here. September. Because I have a subscription goal for here, right here on YouTube. I have a subscription goal. I am looking to get to 500 subs by the end of uh, by the end of September. It's the 19th. We got uh, 11 days left, and I'm lack and I'm 30 subscriptions behind. I am at uh, something like um, 470 or 469. So if you want to, if you're not subscribed to the to the channel, do consider giving a little subscription here. That'd be fantastic. I really would appreciate it. And why don't you ask your mom to subscribe? Why don't you ask your Uncle Steve? You have an Uncle Steve? Maybe you have an Uncle Joe? Maybe you have an Uncle uh, Dave? Maybe you have an Uncle, uh, maybe you have an Uncle uh, uh, Jeremy, which, you know, will eventually become a thing. 
Like to me, the, the name Jeremy resonates with youth, very youthful, young individual, a child. But eventually the Jeremys will become full grown Jeremys and, uh, you know, they'll be uncles and dads and granddads and accountants. So, so, you know, whoever you can get to subscribe, that would be very, very appreciated. King Juni is watching from Australia. How you doing? Thank you very much for being here. That's a great, that's a, that's a heck of a time zone right there. So that's a uh, fantastic. And I'm glad, uh, I, and I'm glad everyone tuned in and I'm glad you're here. I'm glad, I'm glad you're listening. Um, don't forget folks, by the way, to go and check out belltobells.com, which is a fantastic website run by one Kristen Ashley. She is, uh, she is, she covers exclusively a nice, when I say, say she, I mean her and her staff cover fantastically all the world of women's wrestling. And there's a couple of uh, great articles on the way, on the prep, coming down the pipe, uh, 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 soon to be exiting the uh, the sausage factory. I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, but uh, go check it out. Go check it out. It's B-E-L-L-T-O, B-E-L-L-E-S dot com or follow on Twitter at Bell to Bells. You don't want to miss that out. It's fantastic stuff. I want to say hello to J.S. Brown and Ryan Smith who have joined. <laughs> Ryan Smith who just joined us and I got really excited for some reason. <laughs> so make sure you 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 uh, you guys check that out. Um, lots of great stuff on the way. It's a, a relatively quiet week for your boy Warren, though. Uh, I've uh, I'm I'm usually a lot busier than this, as far as uh, you know, as far as uh, podcasting and getting stuff together goes. But as it stands right now, I had a very nice week. I actually did the very first uh, post NXT live recap show over on on Fightful yesterday. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I, uh, I hosted it along with, uh, and I had Alex Pulowski to back me up. It was a great time. And uh, if you guys have a chance after we're done here, please do consider, um, uh, please do consider to go, uh, check it out because that's, uh, it, it was a, it was a great, great podcast. And we're going to be doing this on a regular basis every week. It's actually going to become what we like to call over on Fightful, the, uh, the, uh, Wednesday night war podcast where Alex and I will both watch our own program. You know, I'll be watching NXT. Alex will be watching AEW. And then we'll gather around and we'll we'll discuss it. We'll post, we'll recap both shows. It'll be a good time. So you should go check that out. And yes, I will be talking about NXT tonight, folks. Probably not as extensively as I did yesterday on Fightful because we did cover quite a bit. So if you want my full thoughts, you can go over there and check it out. But, you know, I still will be talking about it because uh, there. <laughs> how can you not? How can you not? It was uh, that was uh, that was some great, great stuff. Um, so, yeah. And uh, I hope you guys are going to have a good time. I hope we're going to have a good time all here together. Let's get to it and start with the WWE inspection. Wow. 
Folks, we are going to start straight off to bat. Uh, to bat? To, to, to bat. <laughs> um, we're going to start right off the bat here. We're going to be uh, start talking about um, the... Um, we're going to start talking about the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the WWE inspection. What am I, what am I doing? What's going on? I'm having, we're going to start by giving out some, there we go. <laughs> we're going to start by giving some warm soda here. We're going to start by giving some warm soda to the OC, uh, versus, uh, Cedric Alexander and the War Raiders. And I'm giving it some warm soda because, well, as you know, by now, me applying the label of warm soda to something kind of means that, uh, I have some, uh, very, uh, uneven thoughts regarding uh, regarding what happened here. Things that I like. What was that noise that came out of my mouth? What's going on? Let me take a. <laughs> I think I'm. You know, maybe I need a little uh, a, a little mouth hydration here. All right, I think we're ready. I think we're good. <clears throat> so the OC looked like a strong unit in this uh, in this match here. I liked it. They were working together to take the uh, the uh, the the uh the other trio out, then beating up everyone after the match and I I actually really liked how the entire match ended here. Uh I you know with uh, AJ Styles, AJ Styles looked really really strong at Clash of Champions. The, this weekend facing Cedric Alexander. I didn't expect AJ Styles to look, to be so dominant. No, I wasn't expecting Cedric Alexander to win the US title, but it was a really decisive win. And AJ Styles got another really decisive win as well here. Uh, even ended up giving a second rope uh, or a top rope, sorry, Styles Clash to uh to um Cedric Alexander as well. <laughs> That's okay. I got the names down, folks. Trust me. I I know who these wrestlers are for realsies. So uh uh what was really good so so this is stuff that I really liked and I I like that the OC looks strong. I'm really happy that they're going forward with uh that that they're going forward with the um with the War Raiders Facing off with, um, facing off against uh, the OC or uh, Gallus and Anderson, which w- which had been teased at the uh, the disastrous uh, 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 um, uh, tag team turmoil from a few weeks ago. I thought they had dropped that idea completely, and that was I had said that uh, the OC versus the War Raiders were probably the best thing to come out of the the turmoil. Because they had teased it, but then it turned out that it really kind of wasn't. They, they, but then they brought it back, so that's good. That makes me happy, because that was the that was the only saving grace of that entire. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, 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 um, bullshit. So you may be like Warren, why are you giving? Why are you giving? Uh, the uh, OC uh, and versus Cedric Alexander War and the War Raiders. Uh, warm soda. You seem to be so very high on the match. Everything seems to be going. You seem to be enjoying it quite a bit. Well, because you know, I kind of wonder what they're doing with Cedric Alexander, and and I'm very very torn here. And regular listeners will be like, Warren, goddamn. I'm very torn with what they're doing with Cedric Alexander because he he lost in a very definitive fashion on Sunday. 
lost again in a very definitive fashion this Monday. And, you know, just because it was a post-match beatdown, it, you, you, you could excuse this feud to, to, to continue. You could say, well, Cedric will probably want to get some comeuppance on your boy, um, uh, on your boy, uh, 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 AJ. So maybe this will continue, but you know, at some point, WWE does have to build more stars. They do have to build more wrestlers, put wrestlers, new wrestlers in incredible title positions, especially. It didn't It sort of felt they were going that way with Cedric, but then it, it things took a turn and now... I'm not sure what they're doing. There's a lot of people who are saying, well, Vince McMahon is he's burying him. I don't think he's burying him. You don't, if you want to bury someone in wrestling, you don't put them on television. It's ridiculous. That's that's stupid. But then at the same time, what does your boy Warren often say when it comes to 50-50 booking? With 50-50 booking makes stars out of no one. Now, do you need to do you need to make AJ Styles strong? Do you need to make him look strong? Well, I mean, AJ Styles is unquestionably one of the... What, what is going on? Excuse me. AJ Styles is unquestionably one of, the, uh, one of the greatest wrestlers in the world. And he should be booked accordingly. He should be booked strong because he's one of the best in the world. So it makes sense that he should be able to uh, that he should be able to to defeat Cedric Alexander handily. Basically, they're saying, you know, in through this story, uh, Cedric is not on AJ's level yet. That's fine. I'm okay with that. You see, I'm very, I'm very iffy about where they want to go with this. Now, if I trusted WWE completely, which I don't, if I trust, but if I did trust WWE completely, I would clearly, without a shadow of a doubt, say, well, they've got something up their sleeve here. They're going to bring Cedric back stronger or something like that. But I don't know. I don't know. It's... Um I honestly don't know what they're I, I honestly don't know what they're going to try and do with this. It was really, really strange. But hey, you know what? Uh you know what this was this was this was fine for what it was. This was I mean, this was fine for what it was. It's just I'm not quite sure exactly where they're going, not quite sure what this is uh what they're trying to do here. Let's uh, let's uh, take a look here. Carlos says the OC needs to start a feud with the Viking Raiders. We're on the cusp of that. That's just about to happen, Carlos. Uh, King Juni says, why did Cedric eat the pin and then uh, eat the uh, Styles Clash again after the match? Well, like I said, I think it was. I think it's mostly a question of just trying to put him over strong, and um, and then uh, half-ass pod. How you doing? Welcome to the stream. Says, if you're a real wrestling fan, do you really care about the ratings for either show on Wednesdays? Now, let's talk about that a little later. I'm going to make a note of it. I'm going to take, I have I have a little, a little note here. 
We're going to talk about ratings. Care. There we go. See, I have it right here. That's my note. Ratings on on Wednesday. Care. And I'm going to put it right here. Just above my heart. Just to make sure we know that it's still beating. <laughs> should we... Uh, okay, so should we talk about King of the Ring right now? Let's talk about King of the Ring. Let's just go ahead. And talk about the King of the Ring... The finals, which were uh, moved from, uh, which were moved from Clash of Champions, and were, oh, it's not sticking. Let's try again. The, it was moved from, uh, it was moved from uh, Clash of Champions. We were supposed to get the finals on Clash of Champions, then we end up with having uh, the King of the Ring finals on Monday Night Raw, um, and uh, yeah, you know, it, it was. It, it, but I mean, whatever, right? I mean, here's the thing. This, this I, 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 like, I don't want to necessarily get into Clash of Champions too much. I mean, to me, it's already very much ancient history. Uh, I think we're ready to move on. Uh, I don't think there's going to be any real movement as far as storylines go. So, you know, things really compelling, great things until we get into uh, SmackDown on Fridays. But I will say this. the um, This is not sticking. I'll just put it here right in front of me. Make sure we don't forget the note. Um, let's uh, go over this real. Uh, the only match that didn't have its place on Clash of Champions, which is supposed to be a night where all the titles, it's all about the titles, all the titles being defended. Why did we have uh, Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan? There was no reason to have Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan at Clash of Champions. Even if the King of the Ring isn't an official title, it did have that sheen of stakes you know of having of wrestling for a reason uh, coming out with a a a title like in the figurative sense the title of king of the ring the tournament winner so that's something um i think it belonged there more than rowan versus roman roman versus roman roman says roman much more than that but i mean i'm still okay with um I'm still okay with uh, I'm 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 still okay with the fact that King of the Ring ended up on on Monday Night Raw. It's not that big a deal, but I thought this match was really uh, I I thought I thought it was I thought it was good overall. There overall because I th I thought at first was um the, the, the I I thought it was a little uneven despite the fact that i really really liked how baron corbin was getting his heel heat i thought that was fantastic the um the back body drop that he uh that he used on gable and just tossed him over into like the the timekeepers area onto the chairs man i thought gable was dead i thought that's it he just snapped his neck he was done uh it, it was it, yeah I, I absolutely thought he was done. Um, the um, the one thing that really bugged me was just you know it, it's it's a typical WWE story, and I wish there were there there were other ways for them to tell the story. The one where uh, you know, small guy versus big guy, you know, coming from underneath for the win. I I wish there were they had other ways of telling it in the ring than the way they always tell it. 
where the big guy uses all of his big power offense on the smaller guy and then the smaller guy sort of scrappily fights his way back. And and that's what that's what Gable did. He took a hell of a beating, a hell of a beating. And he's such a good seller. He made Corbin's offense look fantastic. He hit those rolling kicks, which were fantastic. He got chewed up by a pop-up power slam by Baron Corbin. Um, he hit the chaos theory and an, an ankle lock. Couldn't get the job done, but the deep six does, which sealed the deal for Baron Corbin, who became our king of the ring. Uh, and then on, uh, uh, and then the, um, no, I, I said the deep six, not the deep six, excuse me. It's the end of days that put him away. Excuse me. Um, and I mean, it, it was good. It was a good, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it because geez, Baron Corbin has grown into the role. Wrestlers oftentimes especially wrestlers that, you know, the lot of us who hang out online, the wrestlers we don't like, the main issue that we have is, is has seldom to do with the wrestlers themselves in WWE. It's typically how they're booked and how they're presented. Look at Baron Corbin since the start of King of the Ring. He has had fantastic matches. He really, really has. I would concur that he is he this has been the best stretch of his career since he started wrestling in WWE and NXT. This is really the best stretch of of quality matches that he's had since then. It was not earlier this year this year when he was going after uh um uh Seth Rollins or earlier when he was having matches with Braun Strowman. Once he started having matches with smaller guys, something just clicked. The the he he's able to play off the offense. The the clash of styles works perfectly for him. He's able to play off their offense magnificently. He looks like a he he, he doesn't look like a monster. He looks like a really talented big man, and that's what he is. We got a chance to see him shine, and I've seen a lot of. Uh, 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 Baron Corbin detractors online, admittedly I'm one of them, switching over and being like, you know what? He actually, he really worked for this and he did. In his acceptance speech the next night on SmackDown, and we're going to get into it in a second, he said, I won this tournament fair and square. And I'm like, wait a second. He did. He he did. He 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 won without any shenanigans, without cheating. He he just he won against every guy he faced. I thought that was really really something. But then we did get to the coronation on 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 SmackDown, and uh, he put on the crown, and we got the visual with the uh, with the cloak and the scepter. Uh, and he invited uh, Chad Gable down to the ring and basically uh, started spewing out a bunch of short jokes again. And I was like, no, no, this has got to stop. This is dumb. I, I, I don't like, anyway, don't like the short jokes. So he he finishes with the short jokes and essentially Chad Gable starts, dis- he beats him up starts trashing the 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 king of the ring stuff so no more throne no more scepter 
He tore up the, the, the cloak and he stepped on the crown and he kicked it off. And this was, and it didn't look planned. And everyone did a fantastic, like he, he, he stomping the crown was definitely planned, but then he kicked it and it flew up the ramp and landed really close to Baron Corbin. And Corbin sort of just like laid over. <laughs> and it was a great visual. Like he played with it. It just landed perfectly. You know what's good here, folks? We're not going to get to see the king, the, the 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 king of the ring costume for the entirety of Baron Corbin's run, and that's fantastic. We don't need the goofy shtick. We don't. We don't. We don't need him to suddenly develop an English accent. The, the King Booker thing. It was fine for the time. It's done. It's played out. That's good. But essentially, King of the Ring, all it is, it's a title. You know, it's it, you just. We don't need to actually have a monarch. Is my point. So that, that's good. And it's good that they're perpetuating the feud with Chad Gable. I hope this works out with uh, with another series of fun matches between the two because I think there's a lot more that they can uh, that they can milk out of this one. And um, I have nothing bad to say about Baron Corbin becoming King of the Ring. I really don't. I think it was I think it was the best call. I even think it's a better call than Chad Gable because I think Chad Gable now, since he's since he's lost, he has motivation to go back after Corbin. I think we have a reason to root for him. And that's even better. I think I like it. I really do. In the process of getting him over. Overall, I like the King of the Ring. I thought it was a fine tournament. Like, fine. But bless our hearts. Thank goodness we had the Raw side. Because the SmackDown side was a load wasn't wasn't it wasn't it's not that it wasn't very good it was so uneven it was so incredibly uneven right we you know we did get you know like Mustafa Ali and, but, and Buddy Murphy but it was too short and then the Kevin Owens stuff there were a lot of there was a Shelton Benjamin and and Chad Gable should shouldn't should have been better than it was it should have been. Then we ended up with the shenanigans with um, with Shane McMahon because Elias got injured. I'm telling you, yeah, thank goodness that we had the raw side because um, because it was it was kind of so so. I want to say hello to Jesse Velasquez who jumped in the chat. How you doing? Uh, no, 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 let's see here. Mm -mm -mm. Half-Ass Pod says, on a side note, Samoa Joe should have been the biggest heel in WWE for the past three years, but of course they dropped the ball. Um, King Juni says, we need a Samoan stable. You know what we need? I'm, uh, well, why don't we talk about it right now then? I'll, I'll, I'll pop off the Cool Beans. Well, I'm going to leave the Cool Beans because I'm going to give Cool Beans since we're talking about it. You'll see the link here. AOP's promos, those in the darkened rooms. I like it. I like it a lot. I thought, you know, if you're going to bring the boys back and you're going to make them look menacing, this is the way to do it. They're two legitimately tough guys, two legit angry fight men <laughs> sitting around, sitting with their in suits, speaking foreign languages. 
you know, I think it's Rizar who's uh, who's from Indian descent. Like he's he's Canadian, Indian descent, and Akam is um, Albanian, and they're both there with the subtitles and the dark, and just giving these menacing glares, just like those those dudes in Breaking Bad. How what? I mean, that's fantastic. And if you're going to bring them back, you're going to make them look menacing. Perfect, 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 perfect. Let them speak menacing words in these languages that we don't understand. And it's not a question necessarily of, oh, well, of course, the the look at the foreigners being heels. It's not a question of that. You know, fear, true fear, insecurity, being afraid of something is when you don't understand. When you you don't have control over something, that's where fear comes from. That's why ghost stories and horror movies come and get us is because these people that are in these movies are put into situations where they don't have, they're in these incomprehensible situations that they can't wrap their minds around and you're not able to control. That's the horror of it. That's what makes them afraid. And it's the same thing here. You don't understand what they're saying, but they're being threatening and menacing. It's obvious, but you don't know what they're saying. So it's scary. I like it. And if they're going to bring, look, I'm a big AOP fan. I, you know, they had a fantastic run in NXT. They've, you know, we're not going to get back into how criminally misused they were on when they when they finally did get their call up uh, onto Raw. We're not going to even mention their pairing with Drake Maverick. Well, well, I I already did. Um, and just keep the comedy away from them. We're talking about, you know, a, a Samoan trio here. Put Samoa Joe. Make a trio out of Samoa Joe and the AOP. Joe as the mouthpiece and those two guys. You have three guys who look like legitimate badasses. That would be fantastic. It would be an even more extraordinary pairing than uh, than Randy Orton and uh, and the Revival. That would be so, so good. We're going to get AOP back up there. I promise you guys. They're going to they're gonna get back up there. They're going to be fantastic. So, uh, so that was, that was some cool beans. How about, uh, how about we start handing out a little hot trash here? Talking about a gender reveal party. The whole thing was really, uh, I mean, ultimately what it did is it, <laughs> it gave us Rusev back. Rusev return with the mustache. He looks lean and square and just he just looks fantastic chat have you ever been to a gender reveal party chat jason ps3 goes Ugh. how you doing by the way jason critical sting is here as well how you doing and he says it's a boy has anyone ever been to to a gender reveal party you know what you usually do with a gender reveal party no, not a gender reveal, Aaron J's fan. How you doing, by the way? But no, not a gender mahal. Boo. Usually you have a setup when you go to a gender reveal party. I've been to a couple of those. 
And usually there's a there's a thing. It's either a game where you sort of like um, you, you you sort of have to piece together like certain uh, certain things, clues, or 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 you have like a like a box or a or a cake. You bring out a cake, and then when you cut, there's frosting, you know, and all over the cake. And then when you cut into the cake, well, the color of the cake d- reveals the gender. If it's a if it's pink, it's a girl. It's blue. It's a boy, you know, or, you know, the parents know it's just they want to make a thing out of announcing it to their friends and family. That's it. That's it. Or there's like a box, you know, and it's like uh, whoever get you know, who gets to open the box and then you open the box and there's like a pink bunny inside. Like, Oh, it's going to be a rabbit. No, it's going to be a girl. You fucking dumbass. Anywho, Michael Stepney, how you doing? That... I think, <laughs> I don't know if you heard that, but my Google Home sort of went off. Um, the uh, apologies for that. Uh, so basically, that's what a gender reveal party is. Never in a gender reveal party does the woman or the man arrive and say, just blurts out, it's a boy. That's not how it works. That's not how a gender reveal. Now I'm saying gender. Thank you, Jason. Who was it, Jason? Who said that? No, Aaron. Aaron J's fan. Thank you. Now, all, all I'm going to say is the gender reveal. And that would have actually been funny. Anyway. So, you, no, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen that way. You just don't pop out and say, yeah, everyone is a boy. And then everyone applauds. That's not the point. It's not the point. So I thought that they were going to do something clever or at least something, maybe not clever, but, you know, a bit of a production thing, you know. Maybe they did have an oversized box and then inside you have Drake Maverick who pops out and he's dressed in blue and he tries to pin our truth or something like that. I don't know. But Maria Canales is coming out and saying, that's dumb. Anyway. But then we're still going down the path that uh, Mike Canales is... um, Mike Canellis is being cheated on and he's not doing anything about it. You know, he's, as they like to say on, on the internet, he's a beta male. No one says that in real life. Corey Graves said he's a beta cuck. He's a beta cuck. No one says that in real life. No one does. It's something you see written on Twitter. It's, 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 it's a, term that you hear on certain uh, on a certain strata of YouTube videos but you never hear people say that in real life if someone you're having a conversation with someone yeah that guy's a beta cuck you're like what 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 it is the cringiest thing to say out loud it really is and I still maintain the fact that someone that Vince McMahon found out what a beta cuck is. And he told Corey Graves to say that. He was screaming to it in his in his in his headphones. And call him a beta cuck, Corey. Come on, Corey. Call him a beta cuck. And Graves sort of ham-fisted it into a comment. And it was it was just the most awkward thing. Anyway. So <laughs> Critical Sting says, I still use beta male and nincompoop. You know what? Nincompoop 
comes across a lot a lot smoother in everyday parlance and within a conversation, especially when you're trying to insult someone. I'll use I'll use nincompoop way before beta cuck because I swear to God, if if I come up to someone and I start insulting them and say you're a nincompoop, they're gonna be so taken back because they're gonna be expecting me to call them either a beta cuck or an asshole or a, a you know a motherfucker whatever. You're nobody. You're a nincompoop. They're gonna be like, what? And then I win. See. Anyway, look, this whole thing is stupid. <laughs> I, Ricochet's face, what though, when he was when Maria said Ricochet's the father, and he was like, "What the face that he had? It's fantastic." And if anyone is coming close to being buried right now on WWE television, it's Mike Kanellis. It's definitely he's the he's the closest thing to a burial right now going on in WWE. No one else. It's a shame. Like I remember a few weeks ago when this whole thing, when this whole angle started, I was like, you know what? Maybe they're building to something. Maybe we're going to get to something with this. Let's give it some time to breathe, some time to grow. There might still be some time. There might still be some time to 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 get uh, to get there. But uh, I don't see how this is going to turn into Mike uh, Mike Canellis's favor at this point. Well, as Benoit says in the chat, it's still better than him running after his paychecks in TNA, which is true. That is very true. Um. Anyway, WWE is going all in on this, and they're doing their best. They they posted a. I want to thank uh, Zachary for pointing this out on Twitter. They 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 posted an image of Maria Canellis with um, uh, Mike Canellis and uh, I was uh, Rusev in the background saying who's the real father and they with and they tweeted that out and they cc'd the maury show on it god forbid is the maury show still a thing is it still a thing and do they still do the the gender surprise reveals things because man I mean, good on Maury Povich for getting a paycheck for like what he has to be doing. He's been doing this for 20 years now, has to. And it's always the same, same thing. It's, it's junk. I don't know. Um, no, 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 Let's see here. Oh, we got to talk about the, uh, we got to talk about the main event. We got to talk about the main event of Raw. And I switched over to over here, cool beans right here. Not because of the match itself. Not because of the match itself. It's some it's some more 50-50 booking, you know, where Seth uh, Seth and Braun lose the tag team championships on Sunday, and then they face one of the tag team guys the next day, and they win. It's 50-50 booking. There's nothing good about that. But you know that's not what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Kane hitting the ring. No, first of all, we're going to talk about the OC. We're going to talk about the OC hitting the ring with uh, and and attacking Seth Rollins all by his lonesome 
three members of the OC plus Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. And they're beating him down. And earlier in the show, we saw, because we're in we're in Knoxville, Tennessee, we saw Mayor Glenn Jacobs take our truth around for uh, a, a sightseeing tour. He eventually became 24-7 champion, lost the belt again. I like the part where, you know, our truth was basically convincing Mayor Jacobs to like, dude, you're a busy guy. You know, you're a mayor. You uh, you run your own wrestling school. You do community work, whatever. You don't have time. 24-7, man. It's a, it's a commitment. And Glenn Jacobs like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I like that. But I'm saying this because, I, because it's Kane who comes out to take out the heels. And I'm like, man, this is lame. This is lame. Why are we having another legend come and take out the current guys? Because again here, I was happy that the OC came out. Because I was like, this is what the OC should be doing. They should be running in on anyone, especially the top guys, and just beating them up. That's what they should be doing. They come out and Kane comes in and choke slams everyone or whatever. He takes control. He clears the ring. And I'm like, this is stupid. And I had forgotten that we hadn't seen Bray Wyatt yet. I had forgotten that we hadn't seen him yet. So everything worked out in the end where you had the fiend appear from behind Kane and mandible claw him down and then come over to Seth like really, really close and just stare him down in silence. So as much as I was bothered by Kane coming out and taking out the heels, ooh, this was saved, wasn't it? Gonna tell you what I particularly liked about this. The thing that I liked the most, outside of the fact that once again, the heel comes out, uh, the fiend, excuse me, comes out and he slaughters a legend. I think that's fantastic. Outside of that, the fact that he comes over to, to Seth Rollins and he's staring him down and Seth is afraid. Seth is uncomfortable. He was uncomfortable during the opening segment as well. Remember when Bray Wyatt was up on the Titantron and was just like talking, talking to him and then the lights sort of came down or started getting worried that the Fiend would appear and Seth was sort of looking over his shoulder. I was like, that's a nice touch. That's how you're going to keep getting the fiend over, making him a big deal. Is if you, if 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 the top guys that he's going after are legitimately afraid of him, of course that's how it's going to work. So I dug this, and the fiend, honestly, folks. And I don't think there's much argument that we can, I don't think we can argue on this point. I, I really honestly think that this is real. This is a, a not a, a not real, but a, a truth. I believe that the fiend 
is providing WWE with some of the best visuals that WWE has had in a long time. A long, long time. On Sunday night, when he was standing after after he had mandible clawed um, Seth and he was just holding him up, holding him, Seth was on his knees and he was holding him up by the hair and he was standing there. The scene right there with Kane when he sort of appeared behind him. And here's another great thing about the fact that he took out Kane. Kane is a monster. Kane is a beast. He's the guy that when he debuted in WWE, he terrified The Undertaker. He's a monster. He's a he's that's always how Kane was booked, at least uh, you know, if you don't for this demon Kane and not corporate Kane. But you know, Kane in general always been booked as a monster. Now the monster gets taken out. If WWE is smart, they are going to they are going to protect the shit out of Bray Wyatt, out of the fiend, and they are going to give us a modern day Undertaker. Not, 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 not a, 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 an undead, uh, uh, not a, not an undead, uh, 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 grave digger. That's the word I was looking for. Jeez, that was a hard one. Not an undead grave digger, but a monster, a nightmare who will strike fear in the heart of everyone who, who, who sees him, who will be, have these long undefeated streaks. And who you legitimately wonder, who can beat this guy? That's what made Undertaker work. That's why Undertaker was so successful. It's like, who can beat him? Who can get to Undertaker? They're really on the cusp of something. Do Am I in agreement with them putting uh, putting the, the Fiend in the Universal title picture so soon? It's a whole other story. I'm not sure. I'm honestly not sure. I think on one hand, I'm I'm very divided on it because on one hand I'm like keep the fiend away from the universal title. We don't. He doesn't need it. He doesn't need to be in that picture right now. He doesn't. But then on the other hand, strike while the iron is hot, right? I mean, he's he's hot. He's over. Put the title on him, right? I don't know. I'm really wondering what they're gonna do with this. So I really, really like that. We're going to try and move on a little quickly here because I've I've, <laughs> I've been talking a lot about... Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to wrap it up here on just a, uh, on two points. Two points that come out of SmackDown. Uh, and I'm going to keep the, 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 the cool beans going here because I think it's still cool beans. Brock Lesnar returning. Brock Lesnar returning... Um, I think I think it's a fantastic move. Uh, Kofi versus Brock on the first opening SmackDown. I think it's fantastic. I there were lots of surprises in WWE this week. R- Rusev returning, Brock popping popping up on SmackDown, challenging Kofi, Kofi accepting. I mean, this is. I mean, it, it's all great stuff, folks. It, it's all great stuff. You get Brock on the the first SmackDown on Fox. Smart thing to do. He has mainstream appeal. You'll want, as WWE, you'll want to pop a big Friday night rating. Well, this is what you have to do. 
again, I saw a lot of people. And this is an argument, folks, that we can't be having in 2019 anymore. If we were in 1996, I've been through this argument multiple times. Back in the day, when we started getting pay-per-view caliber matches for free on television, you know, Hogan versus Goldberg, stuff like that. Uh, I, I saw people complaining and saying, this should have been kept for a pay-per-view. Yeah, maybe. But don't you find that the first SmackDown is special? The first SmackDown on Fox is special. WWE knows it's special. They're going to do the draft that evening. They're going to have uh, B-list and C-list stars there to do whatever. So the the so the the rumors are going. This is this is what you have to do. You have to you have to make a big thing. And right now, your champ is Kofi. Brock is the beast. It's going to draw attention. People are going to tune in. I'm excited to see how this is going to turn out because honestly, you can go either way on this one. You can give it to Brock or you can keep Kofi you, you can you can keep it on Kofi. And you you're telling two different stories and I have no idea where WWE is going to go with this. I have no clue where they're going to go with this. If if they if they have Brock take it away, Brock becomes champ. Well, it's the mainstream uh, Fox show. Sure, put it on Brock. It will uh, it will get mainstream media attention. Brock is back. He's champion again. He's on Fox. We're going to see him week, maybe not week after week. He's on the Brock Lesnar schedule, but he's still going to be there. He's going to get drafted somewhere as well. Kofi then can go back into chase mode. And go after the title. Try to topple the mountain that he wasn't able to topple the first time. Or let his boys from the New Day have a crack at him. Let's get Big E. Let's have Big E get a title shot. I think there's a great story that could be told with all members of the New Day to help prop another, even prop Big E up. If you keep it with Kofi, then you just prove that Kofi is the best booked WWE champion that we've had in a long time. I don't even think AJ Styles was protected this much, was booked this strong during his great run, his great run that he had last year. After uh, even two years ago when it, when it started, when he defeated Jinder Reveal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This... Uh, there, there's something there's something that can be told here that's really really exciting and I, it can honestly go either way but i was i was pleasantly surprised to see braga was a nice surprise no one had reported on it uh and uh it, it was a legitimate surprise it was a it was cool and i liked what they did with it And, uh, and the last part that I'm going to talk about, the last thing I'm going to talk about regarding SmackDown here is, um, come on, Cool Beans. There we go. You can you can go away now, Cool Beans. There we go. We're going to finish it off with some warm soda. The uh, We're going to talk about Sasha versus... Sasha versus... versus <laughs> Sasha versus Charlotte. Um... 
And you, you know what? This is come to well, hang on a second. I'm gonna. I'm trying to say too many things at once. You guys know I do this. I'm just trying to do is say too many things at once. I thought it was a fine match. I think it was okay. It was nothing to write home about. Uh, I like the hurricane run into into the Boston Crab. Uh, Charlotte's moonsault. I liked how Bailey interfered. You know, to finish this off, uh, going for the figure eight. Carmella comes in. She's apparently returned to to. Uh, she's been cleared to get back into the business of bumping. I like how they referenced. Um, uh, Carmella and Bailey's friendship from back in NXT. I like all of that. And I like the little nuance that they add to Bailey's character. Like, you, you know, Bailey, her character right now, she's a heel in denial. That's what she is. She's doing stuff because she wants to, she wants to make the title relevant. She wants to be there for her friend Sasha Banks, but she she doesn't quite get that she's a heel. Like to her, what she's doing is natural, but she doesn't realize that what she's doing is heel shit. So when Carmella, Carmella comes in and shoves her, Bailey's like, Bailey's like, why'd you push me? Why'd you do that? So she's in denial. And I like that. It's, she, she continues to be in her mind as she cut in her promo a couple of weeks ago, a, a, a role model, a hero to the children. She's still the hugger, but she doesn't realize that she's pissing people off. I like that. I really do. But I'm going to tell you what I don't like, and I think this is, I'm going to downgrade this. I'm going to downgrade this to some hot trash. What I don't like is Sasha's booking. I don't like how Sasha Banks has been booked since her return. Her return was electric. It was convincing, credible, and great. Then she started cutting promos. It's never been one of her strengths, but I really feel it dragged her down. Then she started wrestling again, and then she started losing matches, or she, she ends matches on her back. She... She she's not able to she's not able to 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 go through a match. She's not able to win a match. She's not able to pin a match. She to pin to, to get a victory. She's been winning, but she hasn't been looking strong. And this is the problem. This is the problem that we thought would be solved here in a certain way, because as regular viewers will know. I will often harp on the pitiful state of the women's division in as such that the women's division doesn't have credible, strong title opponents outside of the four horsewomen booked or prepared or, or protected. That's why we got Lacey Evans coming out of WrestleMania because you couldn't go back to the Charlotte well just yet and Ronda Rousey was out of here. That's why we got a rookie unprepared Lacey Evans to carry carry Becky Lynch's first uh, feud as champion. That was stupid. It was a stupid, dumbass move of them to do. But then who else was there? Alexa wasn't ready to come back either. Now they're doing a pretty good job with Alexa and Nikki Cross, if we're being absolutely, uh, if we're going to be fair, if we're going to be fair, let's be fair here. Let's be fair with, with everyone. 
At least here, they're doing their best with Sasha and Nikki Cross. Um, and not Sasha, Alexa and Nikki Cross. At least they're building them a, to, even if they are in a tag team, if and when that tag team breaks up, uh, you'll have two strong competitors. You'll have built Nikki Cross so that she will come across as strong, incredible. But Sasha right now, she's not. She's being booked like a chump. She really is. And this has to stop. And Sasha has to, Sasha has to stop cowering. She has to come in swinging. She has to come out. She has to hit the ring and just be vicious like she was when she returned. She has to go straight for Becky. She can't be cowering. She can't be hiding behind uh, Bailey. She has to be the boss. But right now they're booking her as the cowardly heel, uh, sniveling out of win uh, sniveling wins uh, out of cheap shots or disqualifications or whatever. Sasha is not looking strong, and this does not help anyone else than in the in the division. It doesn't. It just it doesn't. So I'm I'm very apprehensive here of how this is going to go. I like Sasha Banks. I love Sasha Banks. Don't get me wrong. I I I love the four horsewomen. I really do. But yikes, yikes! Right now, Sasha's not looking good. She is not. I want to say hello to Kristen Ashley who just joined us and Mr. Fretz as well. Welcome to the welcome to the stream. Uh, so there you have it, folks. That's what we're going to wrap up this week. The, 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 we're going to wrap the. That's how we're. That's how we're concluding this week's edition of the WWE Inspection. Hey, you know what? Your, your boy Warren likes likes to feel your support. I like to feel a lot of things. I like to feel happy. I like to feel uh, uh, soft linens that just came out of a uh, of a dryer that was used where uh, a fabric softener was used. Perhaps a, a fabric softener that reminds us of a fresh spring day. I like to feel. Uh, I like to feel my belly full. After a uh, a delicious bowl of pasta, a pasta puttanesca that, for instance, I made for myself this evening. But I also like to feel your support. I like to know that you guys like what I do. So if you do, and you're watching right here, perhaps you just joined in, do consider giving a like here on the video. Do consider subscribing. Do consider tossing the link out. Do consider buying my t-shirt that you can find the I'm Not Dead t-shirt that you can find over at whatforapparel.com slash I'm Not Dead. Links in the description. Or hey, you know what? If you have a couple of bucks that you feel you can toss my way, head on over to tinyurl.com slash tipwarren and you can live me, live me a couple of bucks. A couple of bucks. Carlos in the chat says, Sasha needs the, the W at Hell in a Cell. And oh, Mr. Fretz, we're giving a shout out to his brother who's getting married Saturday. Cheers, buddy. Mm. Hope he has a lovely wedding. Hope it's a lovely day. I hope everything goes smooth. Congratulations on the upcoming happy couple. We got to talk about NXT, don't we? Like I said, you know, uh, if you guys want to listen to my full full thoughts on it head on over to fightful.com or uh, youtube.com slash fightful or just look for fightful on your podcast application 
I did a podcast there last evening, live post-show reactions, recap reviews with Alex Pulowski. So if you want to check out that, but let's, let's do glance over a few things here. Let's do talk about a few things. Chat, I'm looking at you. We got to talk about NXT. Did you like it? I'm going to tell you one thing. Your boy Warren thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was real swell. I liked it. I like how, how it felt. Thought it was a great episode. First, fantastic, great impression. I thought that starting with the women's match was fantastic stuff. And honestly, in retrospect, you couldn't have picked a better way to start it. <clears throat> if you want to show that NXT straight out of the gate is different than when you get from the main roster, you start with a women's match. You put your four top women in your division in there. Magic is going to happen. By God, the pace of that match was amazing. They had so many spots, lots of great, great stuff here. I'm glad Candice won, Candice LeRae. If only because I'm a stan. But honestly, I think it's going to make a good match with uh, Shayna Baszler. Candice is tough as nails. But as good as this match was, and I'm ha as happy as I am that Candice won, by God, Bianca Belair was the MVP of that match. She was so, so good. Like, she was really on par. Everything she did during this match, that match was golden, absolute golden stuff. That the immediately pressing Candice LeRae, the spear that she delivered to, uh, I think it was Io and uh, both Io and uh, 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 Mia Yim. She look, they were all great, but Belair was she had she took it up a notch. That was fantastic stuff so Candice LeRae is your NXT the number one contender for the NXT Women's Championship uh we've got uh we've got Carlos in the in the chat saying that Candice is the next champ what do you guys think what do you what do you guys think I thought Velveteen Dream versus uh, Roderick Strong was good I thought there was a I thought I thought it was a little uneven at first there were some some bouts of miscommunication there was a really weird spot at some point where Roderick Strong is trying to get a body scissors on uh, on Dream and Dream like fights out of it, but not like wrestle struggles out of it. He just like literally sort of shoves his way out. It looked a little awkward. There were a couple of oddball spots like that um, that that didn't quite uh, that that didn't quite gel. I found, but uh, uh, but the, the 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 final third of that match it was amazing. Roderick Strong, your new. North American champion. Good for Roddy. Good for Undisputed Era. I'm okay with the uh I'm okay with the Undisputed Era having all the gold. Get, have ourselves a big old heel stable that has everything. I think it's fantastic. I thought I thought Oni Lorkin versus uh Leo Rush was fantastic as well. Boys, girls, Leo Rush, he's back. He is back. They got him back in. And what a great fit to put him on NXT. That's amazing stuff. No more hype man stuff. Let the guy wrestle. Let him show us just how fantastic he is. I'm a big fan of Oni Lorcan. There was someone in the chat earlier. I don't remember who you apologize saying that Oni Lorcan is one of the most improved of the year. You know what? 
I don't think he's improved. I think he's he's just as good as he's always been. Oni has always been fantastic. The matches that he had last year, we're just getting a, an opportunity to see him shine more because he's in he's in singles competition. He's not always in his tag team with Danny Birch. But to me, this is the same. This is the same guy. He's fantastic, and he and Lord, uh, Rush played off of each other really, really fantastically. Really glad to see Leo Rush back. His uh, soul, um, that track he put out, that soul throwback that he did. It's good stuff. That's it's good, good stuff. So, um, so this was great. I'm I, I'm glad. Like Mr. Fret says in the chat, we're glad Leo is not just a mouthpiece. Let the guy fly. He also won the match. Going to be the first number one contender to the cruiserweight champion. And um, and then there was that <laughs> there was that conclusion. There was the ending to NXT, which was uh, hmm hmm hmm. Everyone starts fighting. Hmm. wasn't wasn't quite sure about that. Other than that, I thought this was fantastic. Um, overall thoughts here. Here's the great thing. This is what I th- this is what I like the most here. It felt like an episode of NXT. It felt like an extra long episode of NXT. It was great. And it felt exactly like it's supposed to feel. You have your super competitive matches with your stars. You have the uh, the enhancement matches. You have the squash the squash matches. It, it just felt like a regular, not a regular, but a good old-fashioned NXT, I should say. But it felt uh, just, uh, you know, a little, uh, there was a little more gas to it, right? I thought it was great. And I have, you know, this basically answered a lot of questions that, or concerns that people had leading up to this. We, of course, got the, oh, well, NXT's going to change now that it's on TV. Vince is going to sink his claws into it and look at what's going to happen. As it stands right now, I can tell you, and if you've been watching WWE as long as I have, you guys felt it. There was no Vince McMahon presence in this setup, in this show. It did not feel like Vince McMahon was involved at all. There's a lot of reports saying that he wasn't involved, that he wasn't there, that he was in constant contact with Triple H during the day, that he saw the show and he was very, very happy about it, but he was not involved. I think it, it you could tell. And the other thing is like, well, it's going to start feeling like uh, like a main roster show. Or, or another concern. How is NXT going to differentiate itself from the main roster? Well, I think we saw it. It's going to be a wrestling show. It's going to be, it's going to be the wrestling show. It's going to be more sports and less entertainment. We got the everything started with the, the NXT started with the women with the women's uh, with the women's match. That's the first thing we saw. And all we got was wrestling match, wrestling match, wrestling match. Very very simple low key angles. I liked it. And that's how they should be booking it. That's how it should go. If you want to make sure that NXT stays different, feels separate from Raw and SmackDown, this is exactly what you do. 
This is your, your wrestling show for wrestling fans. And I am absolutely okay with this. Absolutely okay with this. Let's do it. I think, look, I really think we're going to be in for a treat as we, as we, as we keep um, going for it. And I think Carlos, yeah, it was Carlos earlier today on Twitter. He, uh, he asked me, you know, what, um, do you think that, or something to the, to the effect he asked me, and I'm not quoting you verbatim here, Carlos, but this was the essence of your question or comment. Uh, do you think that uh, NXT, or actually Carlos felt that they didn't do a good job, they being commentary, explaining what NXT is to new viewers or casual viewers? And I understand I understand your question, but here's here's my opinion about it. It's wrestling. Even if you haven't watched wrestling in a while, the format, the formula of wrestling hasn't changed much. You're going to have a couple of people who are going to want to punch, beat, beat the living tar out of each other in a ring for our entertainment for stupid reasons. They want a title. They don't like each other. One guy stepped on the other guy's jacket. Whatever. There's always a reason for a fight in wrestling. There's no reason. There's nothing really to explain. Other than, you know what? Here, just look at these people go, you know what wrestling is about? Look at what these people can do with this wrestling. They did hint at stuff. You know, when when Candice LeRae hit the ring and Io was already in the ring, they were like, oh, there's a lot of bad blood here. And that's all you need. That's all you need. Didn't need to go into history. Didn't need to start pulling out a uh, main roster vignettes or recaps that last two minutes and take away from wrestling time. You just want, you just want the, you, you want the matches. That's what you're here for. This is what you're going to get. And you'll get to know these people. You'll get to know, uh, you'll get to know uh, the, the, the women in the undisputed era and Johnny Gargano when he decides to show up. <laughs> you'll get to know them. And that's fine. I think they did a great job as see, as a as an intelligent television viewer. And I'm I and I I assume that you folks who are listening and watching right now are as well because I like to think that my audience is smart. Cuz it looks good on me. I think I think you guys shouldn't have your intelligence insulted. You don't need to have explained how wrestling works. You understand how wrestling works. You're like, this guy doesn't like that guy. This girl doesn't like that girl. Fine, let, let, let's go. NXT is not based on storylines. It's not going to, it, like I said, or let me start over. NXT will not be based on entertainment. It's not going to be all about the stories. It's going to be about the be. It's going to be about the in-ring work. They didn't need to explain anything further than what's going on in the ring, letting the stories happen in the ring. And that's all that needed to happen, and that's what they that's what they did. That's absolutely what they did, and I thought it was amazing. I thought it was. I I I honestly think that this is the perfect formula 
to really have an alternative brand still within WWE, but much more accessible. <laughs> like Mr. Fred said, don't wrestle splain me. I've been watching for 25 years. There you go. <laughs> a lot of people having some trouble with Cameron Grimes. Uh, give him a chance. Trevor Lee, Trevor Lee, uh, formerly known as Trevor Lee. Uh, he's, uh, he's fantastic. Like he, he was gobbled up off the Indies for a reason. Clearly there are people in WWE who like him because they put him on the first hour, gave him a total squash match. There are people in WWE who believe in this guy and with reason you should go check out, go on on the YouTube and find, <clears throat> find Trevor Lee matches. You'll probably be very entertained. You'll probably get it. It's kind of like a, it, 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 it's kind of like uh it's kind of like Candace. You know, I harp a lot on Candace LeRae, but I'm familiar with Candace LeRae's indie work. If you have never been confronted with Candace LeRae being hardcore or just pulling off some crazy ass shit with Joey Ryan or or Johnny Gargano. Uh, then if all you know about Candice LeRae is what you've seen in NXT, then you don't get what the big deal is. You don't. And I understand that. That's not LeRae's fault. That's, that's creative. It's on creative. But it's going to be good. Trust me. She's, she's fantastic. If you're not familiar. And it's the same thing with Trevor Lee. The Trevor Lee, they just, they just have to let the boy uncork. It's going to be great. Um, yeah, I think that wraps it up regarding my my uh, my thoughts on, on NXT. I'm really looking forward to what they're going to be doing as we're moving along. Because it's going to be some good, good stuff. I'm really excited for it. Um, let's, uh, let's talk about some AEW here a little bit. Let me pull something up here. There we go. Is it? There we go. <laughs> we had the AEW World Tag Team Championship Tournament. Brackets that have appeared into the world, added to the to the wild here, where we have um, uh, where basically the uh, the champion, the new the the very first tag team champions are going to be determined. Uh, in the in a tournament that's going to be happening over AEW Wednesday Night Dynamite <laughs> over the next few weeks, man, I, this is a very poor graphic, right? Like this is really meant to be full screen, wouldn't you say? Should I full screen it a bit just while I'm talking, just to make sure we see everything? Just for now, because trust me, I'm not I'm not going to leave it because. Because, you know, I'm the, I'm the star. I'm the star. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back in a second. It's my show. It's not AEW's show. All right. <clears throat> so basically, here are the teams that we have involved here. We have the Young Bucks versus Private Party in the first round. Lucha Bros versus the Jurassic Express. The Best Friends versus SCU. And the Dark Order get a bye because they won the... 
they they won the match to have a chance to be in the match to get the buy, and then they won the match to get the buy. I swear to God, WWE logic has nothing on AEW logic right now. So this is the composition of the uh, of the tag team tournament. Uh, I think we have some great stuff here. Look, these are all, all fantastic tag teams. They really, really are. Um, and um, and it's going to be a lot of fun to watch, regardless of what happens. Now, as far as and I figured, you know, I might sit around and do a, a quick bracketology moment here. Y'all know how good I am with bracketology these days. My turn, my King of the Ring uh, bracketology wasn't that sharp, and uh, don't let's not even talk about my G one this year. Um, first and foremost, um, the Young Bucks and Private Party. There's really two ways you can go about doing uh, doing this. You can let Private Party go over the Young Bucks. Um, it would instantly make Private Party immediately going over the young bucks you kidding me they're set for life that's fine um and it would also sort of allay some fears that the young bucks who are evps you know co-owners of the company um you know that they're not putting themselves over in the tournament so you know avoiding some backlash as well so it would be a smart move on that front to have private party win but do you have a tag team tournament in AEW where the Young Bucks are in and the Young Bucks don't go forward? <laughs> like, right? I mean, that, that just doesn't work for me. It just, it just doesn't work for me. So I think the Young Bucks are going to go forward. That would, be, that would be my pick. Despite the fact that I think both scenarios are entirely plausible, bear with me the young bucks go for it as far as the lucha brothers with the um with the um jurassic express you know they hinted at this at the last pay-per-view at all out <clears throat> that uh, the guys formerly known as lax are out to get the lucha bros i think the i think they um i think they get involved here and i think they cost the match to the lucha brothers and uh, the Jurassic Express will go, will 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 go, uh, will go forward one. And I think they're going to do this. They're going. That I think the Lucha Bros are not going to win cleanly. I don't think they're going to go forward because the Young Bucks are going forward. And by God, we cannot go to Young Bucks Lucha Bros again. We just can't. We can't. You can't. No, you can't. I, we've seen it too much already. Yes, it's going to be the first time we'll be seeing it on TV, but you just can't do it again. And I think it'd be good for Jurassic Express to get a win because they're over, super over. They should have won their match uh, at All Out uh, a couple of weeks ago, but they didn't. And I, I still think it's a very poor booking decision. Right now, they're super over. I don't... Are they bulletproof? If wins and losses are supposed to matter in AEW, then then Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy should get a win. I think SCU goes over the best friends. I think there's more. Com uh, I don't see. I don't see the best friends 
going forward on this. So this would bring us to our semifinals being uh, the Young Bucks versus, uh, look, basically my finals, I think are going to be the Young Bucks versus the Dark Order. I'm going to tell you why. The Dark Order have trouble getting over with the AEW crowd right now, which is insane. It's nuts because this team on the indie circuit was known as Super Smash Brothers. These guys are fantastic. And we have not even begun to see on AEW right now. We haven't even seen a modicum of what these two guys can do. The gimmick is one thing. The gimmick is a little weird. They've been having trouble trying getting it over. But Stu Grayson and Evil, Evil Uno are a fantastic tag team. You don't believe me? Once we're done here, you open up a, 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 a you open up a tab, you go on YouTube, and you look for Young Bucks versus Super Smash Bros from uh, Smash Wrestling, and you are in for a treat. And that's why I think this is going to be the finals because the Young Bucks and SSB have had tons of fantastic matches on the indie circuit together. They know each other really, really well. So why not? Why not have? Or why not have uh, the the Bucks put the Dark Order over? Let them have this super chemistry, extraordinary match together that will make the Dark Order and have them become the first tag team champions. I, I like Super Smash Brothers. I like the Dark Order. I love these both both of these wrestlers. Stu Grayson, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Stu Grayson is going to be a breakout star in AEW. People are going to fall in love with this guy. And if, if you've seen him wrestle before, you know exactly what I'm talking about. This guy is amazing. He's phenomenal. Once, once they, once he does his thing, once uh, he's able to fly, uh, fly on his own, or uh, fly with Evil Uno and actually have some great matches. Basically, what I'm saying here is, I think that the Dark Order are going to be the first AEW Tag Team Champions. Makes sense to me. I think it'll, I think it'll work. And I think it works if they defeat the Young Bucks and they have an outstanding match with the Young Bucks. They will have an outstanding match with the Young Bucks. So I think that's good. It's all good stuff. And uh, can't wait to see how it how it goes down. In the chat here, Carlos says, Private Party needs that win. You know what, Private Party, here's the thing. I don't think they need the win. The win would do them good, like I said. I mean, it makes sense. It'd make sense where they, you know, if they want to make them, have them go over the Young Bucks. It's a great idea. But, 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 Private Party are, they're a relatively new team. They're, I don't want to say they're a developmental team, but they're new, they're fresh. And, And they're young. And they're already really good. They're already super over. This can come in time. This can, they can keep working at it because they're really good. They're super charismatic. They're they're a bit green, but we're we're gonna get there really quickly because they're talented guys. Because they're super talented guys. So I don't think that they need the win here. If AEW wanted to establish a big time 
heel tag team, the smart thing is to is to have the uh, the Dark Order run through everyone and beat the Bucks in the finals. That's how I'd book it. Joe Anthony is here. Oh, and Joe Anthony says, hot take says, he says Jurassic Express versus the Dark Order for the finals. Well, we agree on one half of that. Kristen Ashley says, um, I wish they were having women's tag teams. Brandy told me they weren't. One title at a time never applies to men's titles. <clears throat> that is true. That is true. It says if the women, we have to roll out the women's titles nice and slow. But then again, you know, do they have the do they have the depth of roster right now to to justify like bringing in uh, tag team titles, actually forming tag teams uh, in AEW? I'm and and I'm not being facetious. I'm just I'm wondering. I'm just thinking off the top of my head. I don't even. I'm 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 not even sure how deep the roster is really. One last thing before we let ourselves go off into the wilderness. And I actually feel like my voice is giving out. <clears throat> so I think it's time. But I do want to point out one last thing. Uh, a bit of news that uh, popped up today. And this is strictly news. I don't have much commentary on it, but I do want to, I, I just want to point it out because it's news and it's good news. New Japan Pro Wrestling has had its biggest financial year in history, in its entire history, it is uh, it is grossed fifty million dollars this year. That is up ten point eight percent, as opposed to the same period last year. Uh, this is according to their financial uh, their financial year, which started on August first, two thousand eighteen, right up to January thirty first, two thousand nineteen. In the report, we find out that New Japan drew a total paid attendance of 436,000 fans, marking the sixth straight year paid attendance has increased. That not that a trend that we're not observing here in North America as far as a certain large promotion is going? And New Japan ran fewer live events than the previous year, but ran larger buildings. House show revenue for New Japan was up 12.8% from the previous fiscal year. Um, New Japan uh, reportedly did around $25 million in ticket sales. Uh, average price is $57.33 per head. That's a steal in regards to WWE uh, average. Uh, they did about $15 million in merchandise, $10 million in content. When they say content, they, they're talking about like their television deals like with the New Japan World Access. And as far as subscriptions to New Japan go, they listed at above 100,000, but they didn't come up with a, well, they didn't provide, I should say, a an exact number. So it could be like 100,001. That's over 100,000. So I'm excited for this. I, I Man, I'm telling you, wrestling, being a fan of wrestling in 2019, we're in such a good position. <clears throat> and here's the interesting thing, but what's really going to be interesting, I should say, this is what I'm excited to, to, to see is to come back to this report next year. 
when we get the the two thousand um, the um, the uh, two thousand eighteen to uh, two thousand nineteen two thousand twenty numbers, because this is part of this financial report still included the elite being a part of the show, right from August to last year to July this year. So the Bucks and Kenny, they were still there. So I will be really, really interested to see what kind of effect or if any kind of effect, if any, the departure of the elite legitimately had. We'll we'll see it this year in these reports. Probably if I, if we had like a, a breakdown where we could see graphs and stuff, you know, we could probably see lines going up and down we could probably pinpoint like the moment where where the elite left new japan and say yeah look see things started to go up and or down here well you can not and or it'd be either or you can go up and down but um uh so so i'm i'm excited i'm excited to see how how this goes how I know right now, online, on Twitter, on Reddit, there's a lot of, of, of a lot of drawing lines in the sand right now. A lot of people saying, you know, AEW, WWE, you, know, you got to pick a side for some reason. A lot of people want this to be a war. Man, when I look at the state of the business this year, it has not been this exciting, honestly, since the 90s. And it's not a question of because it was the Attitude Era. Because there hasn't been this much this much choice and alternatives for fans. WWE is a multi-million dollar company that is plugging out wrestling, uh, wrestling content like it's like it's Niagara Falls. AEW is on the cusp of becoming the second North American national brand. That's super exciting. New Japan is turning massive profits. It's gaining huge revenue. It is it is in the 2000s New Japan was dying. You have Impact that's going back that's going on access its parent company purchased a television so that a television station so Impact could be on it. The NWA is making a comeback. They're taping television. The Indies, they have on-demand services or live streaming. You have Progress. You have Eve. You have Evolve. Bar Wrestling. Game Changer Wrestling. We have it so good. I don't know why we're arguing about what we sh- what side we should be picking because there's something for everyone and you can watch whatever you like. You could exclusively just watch the independents and never have to even be bothered with the major leagues. And vice versa, and that'd be fine. We are lucky, absolutely lucky 
to have everything that, uh, to have so much product and availability for us. It's crazy. You know what else is crazy? That I lasted a full 90 minutes on the show tonight. <laughs> My throat's starting to go. But you know what? I want to thank everyone for joining me this evening. I want to thank everyone who joined us live. If you're listening on your own time on demand or on podcast, can't thank you enough. Do consider a like, a subscription, a review, a five-star uh, review, a like, whatever. Tell your friends. Remember, it's it's September. Get me to 500 subscribers by the end of the month folks that would make that would make my it'd, it'd kick off the fall a fantastic way but i can't thank all of you enough for joining me this evening and i will see you next time if the music will stand and i will see you next time